I was left for dead when I was five years old in a commercial cold. And when I say left for dead, this this out in the country child molester, he, you know, uh, got weird and he put me in a commercial cooler, locked me in there. Victor Marx's family was living in Mississippi when he was molested, and it was his family who found him in that cooler. I was unconscious, but when I told them what had happened, they wouldn't found the person. And they, they actually beat him and then hung him from a tree behind my memo's house. That awful day was just one of many traumatic experiences in Victor Marx's life. Victor's going to share about some of those other experiences and how he was healed by Jesus Christ on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Victor's story shows that there is hope for anyone to find peace with God, regardless of the terrible circumstances they've been through. That's a message that is desperately needed these days. Maybe one even more desperately needed is the message of Easter, which is full of hope for the future because Jesus is alive. This is Franklin Graham. As we come to this Easter, we are experiencing a global crisis, the coronavirus. There's no better time to turn to Jesus right now. And if you have questions about turning to Jesus, Franklin Graham will be back in this episode to tell you more. We also want to let you know about a special message that Franklin will be sharing this Sunday on the Fox News Channel. This coming Sunday, Easter Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. A message that was recorded while Franklin was in New York's Central Park. And joining him, Michael W. Smith. Now, of course, there was no crowd there, obviously. But with the application of a little social distancing Franklin Graham will deliver to your living room a timely message of hope Easter Sunday morning. Again, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Fox News Channel. And there are more details about it at billygram.org. There's something else we want to point out to you. Since most of us can't celebrate Easter in church on Sunday, we've compiled a variety of online resources to help you celebrate Easter week at home. The address is easterinyourhome.org. There are videos and devotionals and sermons from Billy Graham, and it's all free. The address again is easterinyourhome.org. We put a link to that and to billygram.org in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. My father didn't claim me as his kid uh, when my mother was pregnant. He actually said, you know, that ain't mine. And which left, I think, a, a, a big hole, a vacuum in me, just insecurity, a sense of rejection. Victor was born in Lafayette, Louisiana in 1965. He's one of six children, but his biological father wasn't his mom's only husband. My mother, bless her heart, you know, she didn't do great in the marriage department. She ended up marrying six times. I went to 14 schools and 17 houses. Uh, we lived in, and in that environment, of instability, uh, you know, I there were there were times I you know I suffered abuse, uh, physically, emotionally, sexually. One of the examples of that abuse is the story Victor told about being molested and left in a commercial cooler. Remember, Victor said his family hung the man who molested him. He survived that. Uh, they were trying to scare him, justice, and waited till he passed out and cut him down. In the midst of all the trouble he saw growing up. Victor always believed in God, but he wouldn't surrender his life to Jesus until after he left home. 
I was born Catholic, raised Baptist, became Pentecostal. My mother put us in uh, a Christian school back when it wasn't very popular. And and I'm thankful for that. So I knew who Jesus was. Um, but I, because of the inconsistencies, it, it kind of, it made me not want to do anything regarding surrendering to him. But I knew he was he was loving and he had to be good. It was during one of his traumatic childhood experiences that Victor really began to understand that Jesus is the Son of God and that he is alive. When you see Jesus on a cross, you tend to think that he's just, he died for us and he loves us. But man, when I realized he was alive was the night we left, uh, I would say the, the most violent stepfather we'd lived with. And we were all hiding in a closet because he was drunk and he was shooting out the lights around the house. And uh, and my mother, you know, we were hiding. She's saying, you know, Shh, don't cry. And, and he's coming in the house and he's yelling for us and he's got that pistol. And then my mother did the only thing she could. And she just started saying, the blood of Jesus covers us. The blood of Jesus covers this door. And I heard thinking, the blood of Jesus, that's, that's kind of weird. But okay, the blood of Jesus. And do you know, my stepfather, when he came to the room, the door was open, but he physically couldn't enter the room. He, there was this, this restraint. And we know either the Lord had an angel there or whatnot. But, uh, and that's when I went, man, Jesus, all right. In spite of beginning to understand who Jesus is, Victor turned to drugs and alcohol around the sixth grade as a way to cope with the turmoil in his life. Then, after high school, he joined the Marines. Right out of high school, uh, the Beirut bombing had happened in 1983, and that really, for me, was a sense and a direction. The Beirut bombing took the lives of 241 American servicemen. A suicide bomber detonated a truck bomb at a U.S. Marine barracks there. A group calling itself Islamic Jihad claimed responsibility. For Victor, the bombing gave him an outlet for all the anger from his childhood. A misguided outlet, for sure, but nevertheless an outlet. Actually, I hated Arabs. I mean, I had this fixation. My, I transferred my anger of my childhood to, you blow up a you know, barrack of Marines, you cowards. So I hated all Arabs. I hated all Muslims. And my way was to join the Marine Corps. Boy, God had a, God had a different plan, didn't he? These days, ironically perhaps, God has Victor going into harm's way to minister to and rescue Arabs and Muslims. We'll get to the details of that in a couple of minutes. But first, the story of how Victor came to finally surrender his life to Jesus. That story begins with Victor getting a letter from his biological dad. He'd had very little contact with the man. He did know that at various times he'd been a drug dealer, a pimp, and even a practicing warlock. I still have the letter. I was in the Marine Corps and he said, hey, I know you think I'm crazy and I've never been a dad to you and, and all that. But he goes, I'm crazy for Jesus Christ. And it, there was something in that letter that made me both skeptical and it was kind of a haunting pull because I thought, huh. Victor's dad asked him to come visit him in Baton Rouge. Victor agreed. He ended up taking me to church and it was the worship music and then seeing uh, men worship God. I think that got me because... You know, I thought I was a Christian. I'm raised in the South. I, you know, I, and I was like, I don't have a relationship with God like these guys do. And there were guys I respected. 
So uh, June 22nd, 1986, I surrendered my life to Christ. And um, I mean, crazy enough, immediately, I mean, God started changing me from the inside out. Emphasis on God started changing him. Victor remembers what he did when a deacon at that church approached him that morning as he was praying at the altar. He put his hand on me and said, can I pray for you, young man? I jumped up to Ron. I grabbed him, pulled my fist back. I said, touch me again. I'll break your jaw. Touch me. And I, you know, I got like, I'm snot crying at that point. And uh, my dad, my dad was on the front pew and the church was about empty. And he goes, I, I know the boy. Leave him alone. He'll hit you. Victor continued to grow in his faith, and he finished up his active duty service in the Marine Corps in 1986. He would go on to become a pastor for a while. He also had a successful career in martial arts. And he also tackled the trauma of his past. So we ended up finding a really, really uh, solid uh, therapist uh, who specialized in childhood abuse for children and adults. And um, plus, you know, my time in the Marine Corps and some things that happened and, and uh, just life in general. And, man, God sort of working in my heart. And he's a, he's a master at, you know, taking apart this twisted ball of twine that's just a knot. And he, he knows how to do it. Victor went to work for Focus on the Family and served as an assistant to Dr. James Dobson until 2003. That's when he started the ministry he still runs today. It's called All Things Possible, or ATP Ministries. ATP Ministries uh, start out reaching children who've been suffered abuse or, you know, troubled, and from youth prisons to halfway houses to whatever, and to public high schools. I mean, we, we got where we were speaking in public high schools, doing general assemblies, and, the, and they would let me talk about God or anything because things were so messed up. Um, and then the ministry continued to grow. We're in over a 1,000 juvenile facilities here in the U.S., either by person, book, or film. And then our footprint extended to helping military people uh, who had uh, suffered from PTSD. The number of military vets who take their own lives is especially troubling to Victor. ATP Ministries has produced a film called Triggered that's designed to help vets and anyone else who happens to be suffering from PTSD. Uh, real life stories. And it's, it's really was we produced it in a way that it would be for people who didn't want to watch a film on PTSD. But it will save lives and marriages. And because uh, trust me. Having been in close contact with ISIS these last you know few years, uh, there's far more of our f- nation's finest veterans you know getting killed here at home by, by taking their life and high risk stuff. Yeah. yeah, far more than any terrorist activity. All Things Possible Ministries continues to help more and different groups of people who've all been impacted by traumatic events. Now we're extended our reach into the Middle East uh, by helping women and children who've been affected by ISIS. And we were invited there originally to help uh, a bunch of young women who had been held captive and were freed, but they were having such you know, serious effects of trauma that they were killing themselves. That led to another outreach called Lion and Lamb, which ministers to the children who are fleeing ISIS or facing other traumatic experiences. We started getting called upon by the Iraqi army and different 
uh, group saying, hey, we're in combat here, which, you know, from my headquarters, there's, you know, an hour, depending where they are, because uh, we're pretty close. And they would say, uh, Victor, we just found an orphan. Both parents were killed trying to run from ISIS. Yeah, we, we don't have the means to take care of the child. Can, can you help us? And, man, we'd load up armored vehicles, AKs, grenades, diapers, and powdered milk and head right into the zone and, uh, and risk everything in order to recover a child. On one of those missions, the Arab man who ran out to recover a little girl was killed by sniper fire. He was a close friend of Victor's. The man who was driving the rescue vehicle is also a close friend of Victor's. His name is Mohammed. Mohammed on Easter surrendered his life to Christ. And he said, I've seen y'all enough to where I, I want that. He goes, well, there's peace and there's love and I can love people now, not hate people. Love is not hate. All cold creed. Love will walk into your prison and set you free. You can experience the same peace and love that Muhammad saw in his friend Victor Marx and that he now experiences in his own life. Just like Muhammad, this Easter can be the time when you give your life over to Jesus Christ. We would love to tell you more about how to do that. Visit us at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Victor Marks will rejoin us to talk about his philosophy on sharing his faith in Jesus Christ. Even when my faith is small, love stands tall. Your love stands tall. You're listening to GPS. God. People. Stories. A podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. This is Franklin Graham. As we come to this Easter, we are experiencing a global crisis, the coronavirus. On the first Easter, heaven and the entire universe was gripped in a crisis. When Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross for the sins of the world, Jesus shed his blood and became a sacrifice to God for the sins of all mankind. He died and he was buried. Satan and his demons rejoiced, thinking that they had won. But on the third day, Jesus Christ came out of the grave triumphant, victorious over sin. He lives today. And if we put our faith and trust in him, we can be assured that we will spend eternity with him in heaven. God has determined my days. I don't know when or where, but my life will come to an end. Whether it's from a virus, cancer, an accident, whatever, I don't know. But I do know that when that day comes, I'll be in the presence of God for eternity because of what Jesus Christ did on that first Easter. As we come to Easter, there's no better time to turn to Jesus right now. If you've never done that, just pray this prayer. Just say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart, and I want to trust Him as my Savior. If you'll pray that prayer right now, God will hear it, He'll forgive your sins, and He'll give you eternal life. God bless. If you just prayed that prayer, or if you'd like someone to pray with you, then call us. 
888-388-2683. Number again, 888-388-2683. Or go to billygram.org. And remember, billygram.org is also where you can get more details about Franklin Graham's Easter message airing this Sunday at 10 a.m. on Fox News. We hope you're going to watch, but we also hope that you'll tell your friends about it. Telling people about Jesus is something our guest on this episode of GPS has been doing for years. Victor Marks knows that people need to hear the Easter message in every corner of the world, including those places where the church is well represented. But Victor says he actually enjoys ministering most in places that are spiritually dark. Some Christians work on being this like lighthouse, flame throwing. I'm like, uh, you have to be that bright among all the other light. I'm going to just go here where it's so dark, I can be a little spark, a little flint, tink. And then everybody in the darkness goes, what was that? It has been amazing in the true sense of the word to hear Victor's story and the hope he has through his relationship with God. And we hope it's been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening and happy Easter. He is risen. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman, and amen to that happy Easter greeting. Thank you for listening to this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Death has no-